Welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the home of Spotted Dog Yoga in Folsom, California. And now your host. He thinks some serious meditation, yoga practice, and self-inquiry is a way for you to connect to your center and live a more powerful and purposeful life. Nick Clark. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick Clark, and I am your host for Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My wife, Katie, and I are the founders of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop in Folsom, California. Spotted Dog Yoga is a proud Baptiste Yoga affiliate studio and also a very proud retailer of Holly Gear inflatable paddleboards. So if you need some really good yoga or if you need a really good paddleboard, hit us up. We got you covered on both ends. Tonight's podcast is a recording of the breakdown, which is a class that I do weekly on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, in which I cover principles of Baptiste Yoga. At Spotted Dog Yoga and in Baptiste Yoga, we don't teach poses, we teach principles. This workshop weekly is a great way to learn more about how to take your practice to a whole new level. So join me on Zoom for live breakdown class on Monday nights, or you can always catch it here on the podcast, Play Hard and Love Big Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy this session. Namaste. All right. Welcome, everyone, to this week's class of The Breakdown. My name is Nick Clark, and I'm your host. And I'm super excited to welcome a new participant tonight, Katrina. And I'm also really happy to see my dad, Jackson, and Chris back on the call this evening. Remember, for those of you that are listening onto the podcast, that you can catch this live class every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And you can find the links to this class and to register at spotteddogyoga.com underneath the schedule button. So what I'll do to start with this evening is just a quick recap of the first two calls. Uh, I say calls, uh, first two classes here on Zoom. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to those, you can go to the Play Hard and Love Big Radio podcast and download them. They're um, called Breakdown Number One and Breakdown Number Two. But I'll do a little recap, and then I'm going to expand upon what it is that I spoke to in the last two classes and leave you with some new tools to take into your practice this week. A reminder that what we teach at Spotted Dog Yoga and in Baptiste Yoga, and really in yoga in general, more research and experimentation I do, is that principles matter more than poses. So focusing on the way that a pose looks is 
not as important as focusing on the pose and how it feels and how it is energizing you or helping you expand your body. So principles are more important than poses. Whatever variation of a pose you decide to take, whether your knee is up or your knee is down, and whether you're doing an upward facing dog or a variation of that, which would be Cobra, it really, what matters the most is the principles that you're putting into the pose, the intention that you're putting into the poses that you're doing. And that's what's ultimately going to help you expand on your mat to into doing bigger poses or not. And it's also what's going to help you expand in your life and start to feel more strength um, feel more confidence and move through life with more mindfulness. So principles, not poses. In the first week of the breakdown, we focused on the first two pillars of Baptiste yoga, which are drishti and ujjayi breath. Drishti is a your gaze. There's a couple ways that you can use your gaze. You can use your gaze on a steady point in your class. So if you're in a pose, you can focus your eyes to a specific point in front of you as a way to connect to your inner meditative state to check out what's going on in your body and to really stay present. Another way that you can use your drishti is to actually look at your body parts and create alignment in your body that helps you become more efficient in each of your poses. So you can use your drishti in a couple of different ways. Ujjayi is the style, the type of breath that we use in this type of yoga. Ujjayi is very useful in a lot of different ways. Remember, it helps slow down our thoughts by activating our parasympathetic nervous system. It's a audible breath that's created by constricting the back of your throat. And so the sound of ujjayi is a great place and great way to anchor yourself to the present moment. And by constricting the back of your throat and moving your breath through your nose, you're ultimately creating more heat from the inside of your body, um, which ultimately allows you to open up and create more flexibility from the inside in a healthier way. Now, ujjayi breath, like my dad asked last week, is uh, he asked, well, how do you create ujjayi breath? And ujjayi breath takes practice. So remember, when you're practicing breathing in and out of your nose, if you ever feel like you're lightheaded or you need to breathe in your nose and out your mouth or in your mouth and out of your mouth, that that's totally acceptable. Remember, the most important thing that you can do is breathe in some way, shape, or form. Yet when you're in your practice, you're working on over the life of your practice, you're working on getting more comfortable breathing in and out of your nose as a way to find more out of your body and more out of this practice. In the second week of the breakdown, so last week, we focused on the remaining three of the five pillars, which are bandhas, which is a deeper connection to your core, your hands, and your feet. Your um, tapas, which is an, the internal purifying flame. It's the heat that you create 
from your movements, from your breath, and from the practice. And vinyasa, and vinyasa the, being the ultimate goal of this style of yoga, vinyasa meaning flow is a something to strive for on and off our yoga mat is an opportunity for us to there's an opportunity for us to constantly um, take in what's coming at us keep what is necessary and let go of what's not so that we can move forward in a way of flow like non-distraction not um, holding on to things forever like continually moving forward. So in life, flow is a, a way to continually move forward with, um, with ease. And in your yoga practice, vinyasa is created in a couple different places. Vinyasa is created from pose to pose. So from, one, from child's pose at the very beginning of your practice all the way to shavasana, the connection of all of those poses together is vinyasa. And also vinyasa is created within each pose. So if you're holding a pose or even when you're moving through a pose, all the minor minuscule micro movements that you're, that you're using during those poses is vinyasa. It's movement, it's flow within your body as you're moving through the flow of the practice. By practicing the principles of Baptist yoga, the ultimate uh, reward is that you will start to experience more and more flow in your life. And I definitely would say my experience is that I'm noticing more flow in my life. However, I also notice there's times when there's like things that happen that take me out of my flow. And um, it's just a really good reminder to continue to hit my mat and to continue to work on these principles as a way to um, just reinvigorate that feeling. So that's a recap of the first two weeks of the breakdown. Again, you can check those out in the podcast in a little bit more detail, the previous podcast. What I'm going to show, share with you tonight, a few things. Number one, um, we'll talk a little bit about hydration, the importance of hydration. As I'm in the garage sweating my ass off, Whew. but we'll talk a little bit about hydration and um, the importance of that. And then we're going to expand and we're going to talk a little bit about how to actually use your breath to organize the, your body into alignment. We talked about the, before the general term of ujjayi and how the breath works in and out of your nose. But tonight we're going to talk about how to actually use your breath to move your body and to create more expansion and contraction in your body, which I think will give you something really great to work with. And then finally, the, we're going to talk about um, in Sanskrit what's called stirasukam asana. Stirasukam asana is um, a mix. It's basically strength in a relaxed manner. So think about, I'd like think about the Karate Kid. You know, like a, a war or a warrior, someone who is focused and present, but not overly exerting themselves. You know, so a, we'll talk about Stirasukam Asana tonight, and then you'll leave this, this class this evening with some tools to take with you into the week. Okay, sound good? All right, perfect. So let's talk about how to use your breath. 
And then, oh, and the other thing I was going to say too is it, that in this class, um, we'll, you'll get on your mats here and there and you'll play with ways to use your breath too. So I'll explain some things and then you'll also have the chance to play with how to do it. Okay. So throughout your practice, what you're going to notice is that inhales are used in poses that are upward facing poses or extension poses. So if think of, um, if you're standing up and reaching your arms up in a sun salutation, A, it's an inhale. You're moving in expansive. You're moving upward, so you'd be breathing in. And um, exhales are used in contracting poses or in downward-facing poses. And that's consistent throughout the practice, from child's pose to shavasana. Anytime you're going up in a pose, you're going to be focusing on breathing in through your nose. Anytime that you're going down in a pose, you're going to be focusing on breathing out through your nose, okay? And what happens in your body as you breathe in and as you breathe out is representative of the upward and the, upward and the downward facing movements. So in the, and as you reach your arms up and you're breathing in, your chest and your upper back is going to expand and help you reach up a little bit further. As you're moving downward and you're breathing out in your exhale, it's going to help you pull your belly in and contract so that you can find some more space in your forward folds or your downward facing dogs, or even help you find more stability in your balancing poses. So what you're going to do now is you're going to get onto your yoga mat and um, you all have a yoga mat or you don't even, you won't even need a mat if you don't have one, but you can just go onto the floor, something like a rug or something like that. And you're going to come into child's pose. Then child's pose, just take your knees out as wide as your mat, bring your big toes to touch, drop your hips back onto your heels. Relax your forehead to the ground and start to Focus on moving your ujjayi breath. So long inhales through your nose and long exhales through your nose. Play with the constriction of the back of your throat as you breathe in and as you breathe out, create just a subtle noise with your breath and focus your attention on the sound of your breath as a way to get rooted right here on your mat in the present. what's going to happen here is I'm going to move you to the next pose and to the, and then to another pose. I'm going to cue your breath and you're going to focus on using your inhales and your exhales. And you're going to notice how your breath moves your body. Okay. So in child's pose, first take a long breath in through your nose, breathe out through your nose, hold your breath out. And now come up onto your hands and your knees, breathe in. 
Press back to downward facing dog, breathe out. Good. Come to a high plank, breathe in. Drop your knees, press back to child's pose, breathe out. Just like that simple. Okay, ready? Come to a, your hands and your knees, breathe in. You're moving up. Press back to downward facing dog, breathe out. Come to a high plank, breathe in. Press to child's pose, breathe out. Again, hands and knees, breathe in. Downward facing dog, breathe out. High plank, breathe in. Child's pose, breathe out. Okay, good. Hands and knees, breathe in. Downward facing dog, breathe out. Good, now in downward facing dog, you're going to play with using your breath to deepen your fold. A downward facing dog is a fold. So every time that you breathe in, pull the pit of your belly in toward your spine. And every time that you breathe out, press your chest back toward your legs. Again, every time you breathe in, pull the pit of your belly in toward your spine. And every time that you breathe out, press your chest back toward your legs. You're using your inhales to hug in and to pull in and to expand. And then you're, on your exhales, you're using that power from your center and you're pressing your chest back toward your legs. Okay, good. Now go ahead and come on down to your hands and knees and then come back to a seated position. Nice work. Okay, so just in those simple postures, you can, you've learned a couple things or you've played with a couple things. First thing you play, you're playing with there is how to move from pose to pose, right? So when you move from child's pose to your hands and knees, that's an upward movement. So you're taking a breath in. And then when you move from your hands and your knees to downward facing dog, that's a, a downward movement or a contracting movement. And that's when you're breathing out. And when you're, now we're gonna expand on the breath and how you can use your breath within your poses to create expansion. And you already did that in the example that we were just playing with in downward dog. Okay. And downward facing dog, what I was asking you to do is to pull into your center as you breathe in and to press with your hands, your feet, and pull your chest towards your legs as you breathe out. Now, this is, this is something I'm actually working on that's really pretty new and pretty fresh to me is the idea of organizing my body through my breath and specifically in poses that are static in the sense like um, the ones that you're holding a little bit longer and also specifically when you're moving quicker through poses it's really really important that you learn how to organize your body and the way you want to organize your body the way i like to think of it is that pulling into your center, hugging into your center is going to give you stability and strength from your core, from your back, from your legs, from your arms. And from the, the strength that you're creating in those areas, then you can expand out from center 
and create more space. If you don't take the time to organize your body and hug in, then when you go to expand, you won't have the strength and stability that you need to get to that ex expansion in a healthy way. Okay, so the trick is this, and it takes a lot of focus. It will help you be really, really present in your yoga practice. When you're breathing in and when you're expanding your body up, right? Because up inhales are upward movements. So when you're breathing in and you're expanding your body, your focus is to consciously pull into your center. So you pull the pit of your belly in, pull your front ribs in. So as you're expanding, as you're breathing in, you're pulling in. Okay? And then as you're contracting, as you're folding forward, as you're breathing out, you're expanding out. So you're using that power that you created when you pulled in on your inhale and you're pressing that power from your center to your feet, to your hands, through your body to expand. Okay, so there's two parts to it. And it's, yeah, I'll go over it one more time because it's a little bit tricky to remember. But the right inhales are expanding poses, upward facing poses. So when you're moving upward, you're breathing in and you're pulling in. When you're going into a downward movement, you're breathing out and you're expanding out. So one more time, when you're going into an upward movement, you're breathing in and you're pulling in. Okay, so you're expanding and you're stabilizing. And when you're going down, you're breathing out and you're expanding out. Take some serious focus to do this. And that's why I love it so much. That's why I love just the breath practice so much is because if, I, if you just go to a practice, do the poses the best of your ability over and over and over again and consistently focus on utilizing your breath as a way to expand and contract, not only will you be, I mean, not only will you be incredibly present, but you're, you'll start to do things with your body that you never thought you could do before. Okay, so what you're going to do now is get back onto your yoga mat, and we're going to play with the expansion and contraction, the hugging in and the pushing out. Okay, and you're going to do it um, from a standing position. So stand up at the top of your mat, please. Right, and so when you go to take take uh, classes in the studio or through zoom and whatnot our teachers are really great at creating a consistent flow yet in an hour-long format of a class there's not all the time to talk about in detail all the like micro stuff that we're talking about now so you have an edge over anyone else that's practicing in there because you have something now a tool right now a little nugget right now that you can use to help you do this work now the person right next to you they're still doing the poses Right. They're doing their poses the way they do their poses. Um, this person over here is doing the poses the way that they do their poses. Right. And you're doing the poses the way that you're doing your poses based off of the principles that you're working on. Right. And everyone's working on different principles, um, but you have some really good, unique tools here. OK, so at the top of your mat, bring your feet together to start with. Bring your arms alongside your body so your palms are facing forward. OK, and now. Um, just from a standing position, you're going to work on breathing in through your nose and pulling the pit of your belly in and up. Okay, and then you're going to keep the pit of your belly in and up, and you're going to breathe out through your nose, 
and lengthen your arms and press your feet down. Good. Breathe in through your nose. Pull the pit of your belly in and up. Keep the pit of your belly in and up and breathe out. Expand through your hands and your feet. Again, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay, good. And I think you can probably already tell that it requires specific attention and intention to detail, right? Just as a reminder, when we move to the next exercise, you're going to feel, when you breathe in, you're going to feel expansion in your chest because that's what's going to happen. Your lungs are filling up. But ujjayi breath is created in your lungs, in your upper chest and back, not in your belly. So if you ever notice that your belly is just hanging out or loose, like there's, you're not muscular contracting there, then that means that you're not pulling the pit of your belly in and you're not getting the most of your ujjayi breath, right? The ujjayi is in the lungs, up, not the belly, okay? So remember that. Arms alongside your body, okay? Pull the pit of your belly in, breathe in, and reach straight up. Okay, now bring your arms alongside your body and breathe out. Press down with your feet, spread your fingers wide. Good. Reach your arms straight up, breathe in. Okay, good. Now, as you breathe out, fold forward. Take your hands to your calves. Press your feet down. Pull your belly in. Good. Now, halfway lift. Press your hands into your shin bones. Pull your chest forward. Pull your belly in. Forward fold. Press down and out through your feet. Pull your belly in. Okay, keep your belly in. Extended mountain pose. Stand up. Reach your arms up. As you expand through your chest, pull your belly in. Good, and then arms by your side, breathe out. Okay, one more time, ready? Extended mountain pose, breathe in and pull in. Forward fold, breathe out and expand out. Halfway lift, breathe in and pull in. Forward fold, breathe out and expand out. Extended mountain pose, stand up, reach up, breathe in, pull in. Good, and arms alongside your body. Okay, nice work. You can go ahead and sit down and come to your screen. All right, so these are just little areas in the class in which we're demonstrating tonight. But now consider that there's a possibility for you to do this in every single pose from the start of the class to the end of the class. and. Think about, <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, I think about how much work that is. I mean, it's a lot, it is a lot of work and your body and what you can do with your body will expand exponentially by bringing your focus to these little details. Okay. This, and you know, um, you may be taking notes and that's great too. And remember, this will be on a podcast. So if you want to flush through this podcast again, you can check this podcast out because this, I think takes some retuning of the mind. Initially, when I was doing the yoga practice and teaching teachers and whatnot, I was teaching that, you know, you breathe in and you expand and you breathe out and you fold forward. And it was about as simple as that, you know, but now I'm understanding the layers of breathing to a whole new level. And I think that there's um, a lot of depth to it.
so when you're doing all this work and you've got like you've got your just like checklist and a sense of what it is that you're working on right it can seem a little bit like daunting and overwhelming we talked about this a little bit last week super important that you don't approach this like a checklist my my suggestion to you is to pick one specific thing to work on in a class and focus on that so if you're taking a class tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon and you are want to put in this the breathing technique then focus on the breathing technique you know and all the other elements will come together okay um if you start to do like the checklist of like you know what it you know packing the bag of every single thing that you need ultimately what will happen is you'll get up in your head thinking about what it is you need to create so be simple create an intention on what it is you're working on one specific thing per class and approach this practice as a lifelong practice and um, ultimately you'll have more breakthroughs that way um also though in the in the realm of daunting like the intensity in which can be created through this practice and the principles it's very important that you bring your awareness to what we talked about a bit ago stira sukham asana stira sukham asana is strength in a relaxed manner I've also heard of it like um, the balance between firm and soft. And what one of the other definitions that I really like is intentional movement and ease, intentional movement and ease. I really like that and strength in a relaxed manner. Um, so when you're moving through the practice, if you notice that you're exerting too much effort, like your, your face is tight, um, you're, you have wrinkles in your forehead that you're having a staring contest contest with the drishti point that you're looking at then consider that you may be approaching the principle in too hard of a way and it may be restricting you from creating more breath or creating more movement in your body i like to think of like very very like tr think of it as very very flowy movements the she's for example, you set your eyes to a specific spot, relax your way deeper into the pose, relax your way into a deeper, rhythm, more rhythmic breath, and ultimately you're going to get more out of the pose than if you're fighting and pushing really, really hard in the posture. This is something that I'm working on and have to learn every time. I'm like one of those guys that just kind of forces things. And uh <laughs> on and off the yoga mat, it hasn't always proven to be effective to force things, right? Like I'll get injured or start an argument or whatever it is, like um, forcing things doesn't always work, but like taking like the time to slow down, to settle, to listen, to create strength in a relaxed manner is going to help a lot in this practice and in our lives. Okay. So we'll do a few exercises so you can experience stira and sukha, and then, um, We'll do an exercise to help you create the stira sukha balance okay so the posture that you're going to work on um, is a warrior is just warrior one pose on your right leg so if you'll come into warrior one on your right leg so step your right leg forward pivot your back foot down and extend your arms up okay the we're gonna you're going to go to the extreme on both sides Anywhere. The first way you're going to approach warrior one good is in a very steer, a very strong, firm fashion. So you're going to um, clench your fist, do that, clench your fist, pull your fingers into your fist, and then clench your face, 
And then notice how, what it feels like to breathe in and out of your nose when you're clenching your face. You know, just notice your muscles and how tight your bones are with your muscles locking them in, right? And like how kind of uncomfortable it can be like this. Okay, good. Now relax your arms and straighten your legs for a moment. Shake it out, right? And you should also notice that it's way, way harder to breathe when you're clenching your breath or like holding your muscles tight like that, okay? So that's a, like main reason that it's better to be softer here. Okay, now warrior one again. Um, switch legs, do that left leg forward. And then bring your right foot flat and take your arms up. Point your eyes forward. Okay, good. Now relax your hands. So like they were just hanging there and um, just relax your feet and loosen your toes and like go kind of loose. Just be like Gumby for a moment. Super Gumby. This is Suka, like super relaxed, like no intention, no stira, like way, way, way um, opposite of what you just did. Notice your breathing, what your breathing is like. Notice what your drishti is like. Okay, good. And now release and switch sides, right leg forward, left foot flat, take your arms up. Okay, now your objective here is to create a balance. Okay, so extend your arms up and then spread your fingers as wide as you can and then soften them just a little bit. Not to the point where they're limp, not to the point where they're not active, but just like right in the middle, stirasukam. Okay, now lift all 10 of your toes up and then spread your toes onto your mat and lightly grip your mat with your toes. So you're not forcing your toes into your mat, just like lightly gripping your toes. Okay, good. Now set your eyes forward and relax your eyes to one spot and take some breath in and out of your nose. Way more enjoyable like this. Okay, good. Now switch legs, left leg forward, back foot flat. Take your arms up. And you create that stirasukam asana, the strength in a relaxed manner. Yeah, you, may, you may notice that you're breathing with more ease. You may notice your eyes are a little bit more focused. If you notice your eyes are wandering, that means that your eyes are a little more sukha. So it'd be good to create more stira in your drishti and focus your eyes a little more. You notice that you're having a staring contest with what you're looking at then soften your eyes a little bit more it's like a constant shifting always of your body okay good and release and you can come to your screen nice and so yeah like in your breath if you notice your breath is really labored or it's hard for you to breathe in and out of your nose it could be that you're constricting your chest or your arms or your back and you don't even realize it a lot of times we don't even realize it because there's so much going on in a yoga practice so much that's happening for us physically we don't even realize that we're getting tense or you know like those conversations that you have and like they they start to get get you fired up it's like uh you like all of a sudden your body starts to get tense your breath starts to disappear if you have like this training and from your yoga practice, naturally what you'll do is you'll realize it quicker and you'll be able to settle and relax with it and create more flow, right? So it applies what you do on your yoga mat facilitates your whole life. It, it works on and off your mat. Um, and it's really powerful in that way too. Okay. So um, recap and what you're going to work on this week in your yoga practices, how to use your breath to organize your body, right? Inhales, take you upward and you pull in to your belly 
exhales take you downward and you press out and expand from your center. And Stira Sukham Asana, noticing where it is in every pose that you stand, how you're sitting in your seat, how you're sitting in your pose. Are you too firm? Are you too soft? You're looking to be like the three little bears, like right in the middle, just right. That's what you're working on focusing on this week. Okay. All right, everyone. Good stuff. I'm going to open up the um, live call here for some questions and some conversation now. Um, thank you for those of you that are listening to the podcast. Join us next week, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, and we'll go from there. All right. Okay, thank you.